my name is Ashley, and if this is your first time here at Temple, we want to say welcome to Baby Dedication Sunday. Pastor Malcolm would love to meet you after service in Common Grounds. Now, this is what is going on at Temple. We dare you to move as we offer A to Z discipleship classes each Sunday morning during the 9.45 a.m. service in The Rock. Dare you to move is an in-depth study of many topics that will help and guide you through your Christian walk. Just follow the signs on Sunday morning. We hope to see you there. Foundations 301 starts today at 4 p.m. in The Rock. Foundations 301 is all about finding what God has designed and gifted you for. Come find out your gift and learn more about yourself today at 4 p.m. Child care will be provided. Did you know that on Sunday mornings we offer two exciting programs for your children during all three services? Kids Corner is for ages 6 weeks through K-5 and offers a great time of fun, games, activities, worship, and Bible teaching, all age-based for your children. Technotown is a high-energy children's church for grades 1st through 5th that features live worship, activities, games, and Bible lessons, all age-based and interactive. We know that your children will love both of these programs, so why not check them out today? Kinetic will be hosting a Thanksgiving social this Saturday starting at 5.30 p.m. Kinetic is a group designed by and for singles that have graduated high school through age 29. Please see Jonathan or Candace Beatty for more information. There will be no Wednesday night services this week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. We wish you all a safe and happy Thanksgiving. The missions team is holding a barbecue potato dinner today after each service. The cost is $7 per plate with all proceeds going to support a special Ugandan project. You can either dine in or carry out after the service today. Please stop by one of the tables and purchase your dinner. Okay, so here's a quick summary of today's announcements. Foundations 301 is today at 4 p.m. in The Rock. Kinetic social event, 5.30 p.m. next Saturday. And a barbecue plate dinner is today after all services. As always, for more information, check out your bulletin, talk to your life group host, stop by 411 Central, or visit us online at templebaptistcoolman.com. Have a great service, and we'll see you next week. Good morning, everybody. Let's everybody stand. Everybody stand. Let's start this service off by just giving the Lord a hand clap of praise for being able to be in his house this morning. Keep that going, too. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, because I want to see you. Lord, I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, because I want to see you. Lord, I want to see I lifted up, oh, shining in the light of your glory, and pour out your power and love as we sing, holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, because I want to see you, Lord, I want to see Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, because I want to see you. Lord, I want to see you. To see you, I lift it up. Oh, shining in the light.
First of all, never been to Temple before. First of all, we want to say welcome. I also want to uh, welcome those that join us online each and every week. Um, but if you're a first-time attender, never been to Temple before, we want you to have a seat right where you are. Our welcome team is uh, going down the aisle right now, and they have a prayer request card we would love for you to fill out. This church believes in the power of prayer. Amen, church. Amen, Amen church. Amen. And we want to be a blessing to you, and one way we're going to do that is by praying specifically for you. For the rest of you, turn around and greet your church family.
There is power in that blood. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for that blood. Lord, the fact that you died on that cross for me and for our sins, Lord God. Lord, you didn't have to do it. You chose to do it. And Lord, I'm thankful for that. And Lord, I'm thankful for that one drop of blood, Lord God. It just would take one drop, Lord God. There's so much power in that one drop. Lord, we're thankful for that. Lord, I'm thankful for um, what we're celebrating today, Lord God. I'm thankful for the parents, Lord God, that love you enough, that want to dedicate their children to you and show honor to you in that way. Lord, we thank you and we love you and pray all these things in your wonderful name. Amen. You may be seated. My name is Ashley, and here's a quick summary of what's happening at Temple in the coming weeks. There will be no Wednesday night services this week due to Thanksgiving holiday. We wish you all a safe and happy Thanksgiving. The missions team will be holding a barbecue potato dinner today after each service. The cost is $7 per plate, with all proceeds going to support a special Ugandan project. You can either dine in or carry out after the service today. Please stop by one of the tables to purchase your dinner. Have a great rest of the service, and we'll see you next week. Some call it progress, and we must conform, or we will be left by the chain. This new world religion serves the God of their choice, but salvation still comes in one name. That name is Jesus, the sweet rose of Sharon, the spotless and pure Lamb of God. Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the promised Emmanuel, God's Son. Jesus, my Lord and Creator. Creation will thunder his name. That name is Jesus, the sweet rose of Sharon, the spotless and pure lamb of God. Jesus, the lion of Judah, the promised Emmanuel, God's son. Jesus, my Lord and creator, who witnessed and conquered the grave. Lion of Judah, the promised Eden. 
Let's everybody stand. Amen. That name, Jesus. What a God. Another song comes to my mind while we're singing that. What a God who trades new lives for old, whose mercies and goodness have never been told. What a God who can fix it all. What a God. This morning, you may feel like you've gone so far. You may even have said, Lord, I don't even know if you know where I'm at right now. But let me tell you this. He said he'll never leave you. Never forsake you. He will go with you wherever you go. Whatever the problem is, let me tell you the answer. Jesus. For all the problems of life, the answer is Christ. So this morning, no matter how far you feel like you've gone, He loves you. And this morning, let's just sing this song. Just to let Him know, Lord, You are the lover of my soul. Let's just sing to Him this morning, church. Jesus, lover of my soul.
Oh, man. He loves you. Everybody stay where you're at. You are the love of my life. Lord, you are the hope that I cling to. You mean more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. And I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. Because you are, you are my yes. Sing it again, everybody. You are the love of my life. You are the hope that I cling to. And you mean more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for silver or
All right, at least lie to me. How many of y'all love you, preacher? All right, all right, here's the deal. In the last service, the sound system was, it was possessed by demons, amen. It was messing up, it was doing everything, and it was just honestly, just, just from my heart, I'm just going to tell you, it was a very difficult service to get through, just a lot going on, that type of thing. And so I need, I need a favor. I need y'all to really get with me today, all right? So when we, when we are participating, y'all know what I'm talking about, let's, let's really enjoy the house of God today, amen? And be a part of this. And if you're here for the very first time, if you're here for the very first time, we're so glad you're here. If you're here for the baby dedication, or if you're just here visiting, or somebody invited you to come and be a part of it, we're glad that you're here. And if you filled out one of those, if you filled out one of those uh, first-time attender cards, a prayer card, uh, we want to be praying for you through the message. So if you filled out one, could you hold it up real high? If, did we have any first-timers? I think we got one right here on the front, right here in the middle on this side. All right, come on down. Charity right here, down here on the front, in the middle. There we go. If they don't see you, just throw it at somebody. That will get somebody's attention. Amen? All right. Hey, how many of y'all are glad they're with us today? Let's let them know how glad we are they're here. Amen. All right. All right. Now, if y'all going to get with me, say amen. All right. Genesis chapter number 22. Genesis chapter number 22. Uh, while you're turning, let me give you a little, little uh, brief uh, recap of what we're reading. Abraham is a very old man who God has given a special son. He is the apple of his eye. I mean, he is, he is what makes his heart beat in the morning. Uh, boy, I tell you what, it, it, is, it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Abraham is this boy. Uh, he is a promise from God. He is a miracle child, if you will. He's a miracle child. Uh, God gave it to him in his old age. And, and he, I'm telling you, everything is about this baby boy. Well, leading up to this, we see, can, now how many of y'all have, have got a child? How many of y'all know of one? All right. Okay, okay that, you'll fit then, amen, it, it fits. How many of y'all have, have maybe a young person you really think a lot of? Okay, it can be a nephew, niece, it could be a, you know, one at Walmart. I don't care. I mean, just what somebody, somebody we appreciate. You have that feeling for. Well, nothing can really compare to Abraham and Isaac because when, when, they, when they come in life, late life, they're just something special. Well, now, now watch what God does. In Genesis 22, in verse 1, it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Now, that's not a temptation to sin. This is the word test. In other words, uh, God, would never, God would never tempt you to sin. God cannot be tempted with evil, and the Bible says neither will he tempt us with evil. This is a test. He's putting Abraham to the test. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham or test him and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou, what? Now love it. And get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Take your son, the apple of your eye, your most prized possession, your pride and joy, and take him to a mountain, and I'm going to show you, and I want you to tie him up and lay him on an altar, cut his throat, and burn him as a sacrifice to me. I want you to give him back. 
I want you to give him back. Father, in Jesus' name, help us today to understand the truth in this story. God, today we're, we're dedicating babies and children to you and committing them to your trust. God, there's much more to this than standing and getting a certificate. We're making a commitment today and we're saying several things by giving them back to you. I pray your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you, if I was to say, how many of you love the Lord today, you'd raise your hand? I mean, do you really love the Lord? Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to preach just a few moments with your help, with your help, with your influence and, and with your participation today. I'm going to preach this subject, giving them back. Giving them back. Say it with me. Giving them back. Say it again. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You say, Preacher, I don't have kids, or my kids are grown and gone. This really doesn't pertain to me. Oh, yes, every principle that we're going to talk about today will pertain to you. Whether you have children or not, this will pertain to you. When we give our children, we dedicate our children, we commit our children back to God. And that's, not, that's what we're doing today. We're not just getting a certificate. We're not just getting a little book and, uh, uh, to read to our children to tell them about God. We are committing, we are dedicating, we're saying to God, we are giving them back to you. Now, I know some of you, along with your preacher, there's days in my life I would love to give them back. Say amen. Uh, but God has a no-return policy, amen? Uh, there are some days I would gladly mail them back, amen? I mean, it just it's, it's part of that deal. But I'm not really talking about that in that type of way. But God wants us to give our children back to Him. Now, this is not an unusual deal because uh, in the Bible we know of a lady by the name of Hannah. Hannah was a barren woman who wanted a child desperately. She came to God and she prayed and prayed and prayed to God and God finally answered her prayer. And this is what she said. She said, God, if you will give me a son, I will give him back to you. I will lend him to you. And you know what? Guess what? That's what happened. He gave her a son. He answered her prayer. And there was a little baby boy born by the name of Samuel. How many of y'all remember the prophet Samuel? She took him after he was weaned, and she took him to, the, to the, the, uh, the tabernacle there, the temple, and he grew up in the temple. She gave him back to God, and he became one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, one of the greatest prophets ever in, in, in with the nation of Israel. He was the one that anointed David king, and, I mean, he was the man because she gave him back to God. Now, what does this mean? What does this story mean? I'm not going to go into every detail about this chapter. I encourage you to go home and read it. But y'all know what happened. Y'all know what happened. Uh, Abraham wakes up. I mean, thinking it's just going to be another day, thinking it's going to be another day that he can enjoy the presence of his son and enjoy the fellowship of his son and, and, and hang around his son. And God says, I need you to go give him back. How many of you have ever had a time in your life when your children, something took place with your children and it scared you to death? 
I remember one time, I remember one time with, with Jordan, my, my oldest girl. She was just a little bitty toddler at the time, and, and we, we had got out of church <coughs> in South Carolina, and we was in home, and I was in the back changing, and, and she had been sick. Uh, Jordan had been sick, and she was laying on the couch there, and, and I heard Tammy scream, the loudest scream I've ever heard her scream in my life. Man, I tore down, run down the hallway, and when I come into the living room, I mean, I got this image in my head right now. I can see it just as plain as day right now. I come into the living room, and I turn, and there she was on the couch, and Tammy's just screaming, standing there screaming. And, uh, and, and uh, Jordan had had a seizure. She, she had, her, her fever had spiked, and, 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 and because of the high fever, she had, a, I think it's called a feverol seizure, and her eyes were rolled back in her head. Now, if you've never experienced that, that's a scary thing. I need a witness. I mean, we thought she was dying. We didn't know she was breathing. We didn't, and I mean, we were freaking out. I just ran and grabbed her and run to the, the car, and, and, and here we go tearing off to the emergency room, and I'm praying just as loud. I mean, right now, God, let her breathe. God, let her live. Please, God, let her. I mean, just I was scared to death. I remember one time, I remember one time I was watching Becca, Becca was a little toddler, still in diapers, walked across the street. The church was across the street from the house we lived in, and, and, uh, and I was supposed to have been watching uh, Becca, and I wasn't paying attention, and Tammy's across in the parking lot and, uh, of the church, and, 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 and I really kind of got a little distracted. And, and, and how many of y'all know they're fast? I mean, they just get away from you quick. I mean, they just turn your head and bam, they're running down the interstate. You know, I mean, it's just. And I was just, and all of a sudden, I heard a car screeching. And I turned around and looked, and Becca was in the middle of the road. Tammy was screaming on the other side. Needless to say, I was in trouble. And here we are, and man, it, it, it scared me to death. I wanted to, I wanted to drag the guy out of the car, and it wasn't even his fault. It was my fault, but it really was irrelevant at the time. Amen. And here I am. I just went and grabbed her, and, and I, I, all I could do was hug her because I was just so scared. And I mean, I was just trembling because the worst thing in the world could have happened. And I just, I couldn't even breathe. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Abraham felt? When he heard God say, I want you to give him back. He's your son, your only son. He's your prized possession. He is your pride and joy. But I want you to give him back. I'd have to say that feeling had to raise up in his throat. That feeling had to raise up in his heart. But guess what he did? He got up. He was obedient to the Lord and went to the place. Now, y'all do notice he left mama at home. Are y'all with me? He even got to the place and he left his servants at the bottom and went on with just him and Isaac. And, and probably his servants would have thought he had lost his mind and they would have tried to physically stop him from doing what God had commanded him to do. And, and so it was just him and Isaac going up this hill and and Isaac's carrying the wood, and, and he sees the knife, and he sees the fire. Now, now Isaac's not a stranger to this. He's, he's done this before, and, and he was thinking about this deal. And he said, Daddy, you know, uh, uh, I see the fire, and I, I see the wood and everything, and ain't we missing something? Where's the lamb? Can you imagine what Abraham thought when he heard that? 
And he said, God will provide himself a lamb. And here they go. And when he got up to the top, he built the altar, he set the wood in place, and he bound up his son. And Isaac's there on the altar. And here Abraham is with a knife raised, ready to plunge it into the heart of his son. And God stopped him. He said, wait a minute, Abraham, wait a minute. And he provided a ram in the thicket. And he said, now I know. Now I know. Because you have not withheld your son, your only son, whom thou lovest, that you fear me. You love me more than him. Now here's what we're doing today. This is really serious. It is. This is a, this is a somber, serious deal. But we need to really get this. And don't get so wigged out with what I'm saying that you turn me off before you hear the last point. Okay? Because this is what will happen. You'll hear the first point and the second point, and you'll think, oh, don't turn me off till you hear the last point. Say this with me. I will not turn you off till I hear it all. I promise. In Jesus' name. All right. See, this is why I love the third service right here. Amen? Listen, when we dedicate our children, when we come, and now listen, you, you can commit your children to God and dedicate your children to God. Sydney, you don't have to have one of these books or one of these certificates or another. Say, preacher, I didn't sign up, but this is the principle that we need to all have. Yours may be grown and gone, but it's never too late. When you commit your children to God, you're saying, I'm giving them back. I'm giving them back. Now, four things that we say when we do this. Four things we say, and, and if you're writing notes, take this down. This is really important. When I give my children back to God, when I commit them back to Him, and I come to Him and say, God, I'm giving them back to you. I'm committing them to you. I'm dedicating them to you. This is what I'm doing. Number one, I am confirming that I love God more than I love them. I love God more than I love them. Now, there's not a person in this room, if you have a child, <coughs> if you have a child, there's no doubt in my mind, you never knew what real sure enough love was till they got here on this planet. There's no way to describe it. There's no way to explain to somebody that's, that, that doesn't have children, whether they're birth or adopted, either way, uh, if you don't have children, you do not understand what we're trying to say. And I'm really tired of people who don't have children writing books about people to how to raise children. You don't have a clue. I had four theories before I had children. I have four girls and no more theories. But when them children got here, there was something that took place. There was something that happened where that love is so great. There's not a parent in this room, unless there's a mental problem, there's not a parent in this room who would not take a bullet for your child. There's no way, listen, there's not a parent in here that wouldn't attack a wild animal to keep that animal away from your kid. You would rather be mangled to shreds than your child be hurt. You know why? Because you love them. But let me tell you what, God wants you to love him more than you love them. God wants you to love the giver of the gift more than the gift itself. Because you've got to understand something, every child is a gift from God. And God says this plainly. 
God says this plainly in Matthew 10, 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Jesus says it clearly in this way. He said, unless a man will hate his father, his mother, sister, brother, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. In other words, God's saying, you have to put me first. I have to be a priority. You have to love me above everything else more than anything else. And let me say this, you cannot love your child right unless you love him more. I have seen so many parents put their kids before God and they end up losing their kids because they haven't put God as a priority in their life. The greatest thing you could ever do for your children is to put God first in your life. And when you commit these children to God, you are doing just like Abraham. You're saying, God, I am giving them back to you. I'm confirming that I love you more than I love them. Now, I'll tell you what, I don't know about y'all, but that's a tall order. And that's not easy to do. But I guarantee you this, it's the best thing to do. When I give my kids back to God and I commit them to God, I'm saying, I'm confirming my love for him. But not only that, number two, I'm clarifying. I'm clearing up so there's no question about it. I'm clarifying the ownership of my children. I'm clarifying the ownership of my children. You say, what does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm testifying and recognizing that they don't belong to me. The Bible says in Psalms 127, verse 3, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. In other words, our children come from God. They are a gift from God. Job said it this way. How many of y'all remember the man named Job? Y'all know he, he, he was one of the richest men in the East and a righteous guy and, and, and everything. And he lost his, 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 his cattle. He lost his fortune. He lost everything. He had ten children. And in one moment of time, they all got killed. Y'all with me? In one moment of time, they were all killed. And in this verse in Job 1.18... It says, while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smoke, basically a tornado. Tornado come through and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do you know what Job was saying there? He was clarifying the ownership of those children. He said, I didn't come into this world with anything, and everything that I've got since I've been in this world, God gave me. And if God sees fit to take them, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and try to act spiritual and try to say, bless God, that's what we... That scares me to death. And I know that's what we need to do, and I know that's what we need, but we need to understand that is the truth. God is the owner of our children. 
They belong to Him. Today, actually all week has been one of the roughest weeks in my family's life. My oldest cousin on my dad's side, the very first grandchild on my dad's side, Michelle. Michelle's been over here several times. She loved the church over here. If there's any way she could have moved over here, she'd have moved over here in a minute and gone to church with y'all because she loved Temple. Watched it all the time on the internet. A couple years ago, she she found out <coughs> she had cancer. 42 years old. 42 years old. I used to think that was old. That's young. I need a witness. 42 years old. Monday, me and my sister went to Sardis, Tennessee to stay with her in the hospital. And she was really struggling to breathe, but they were doing some different things and, and, and with medicine. And, and, and we, were really, we were really optimistic that she'd be able to go home. We knew it was bad, but we was really optimistic she'd be able to go home as soon as they could get her stabilized with her breathing and, 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 and be able to get enough oxygen. So, so I prayed with her and the family there, and, and, and we come back home. Monday Monday evening, got home that night. Not long after I got home, around midnight, I guess, the phone rang and my aunt was just crying hysterically. And and she was weeping. She said, Michelle's coded, Michelle's coded. So I, I talked with her and and and, and just a just a little bit and, and I said, Well let me call mom and dad and let, let me let me let them know and everything and it wasn't but about an hour later. That my her sister Tracy, my other cousin, <coughs> called me and said we've lost Michelle, and I was just kind of in shock and just trying to figure out. And so I went and picked up my mom and dad, and we drove over, and that was one of the longest drives ever taken. We got there, I guess, about four o'clock in the morning, and stayed up with my cousins and my aunts, and just a rough, rough deal. Yesterday we uh, we had the funeral and and I was doing good, really was. I, I mean I, I I felt like I'm gonna be able to keep my composure. Just you know I'm this this ain't really affecting me like I thought it was going to. And and uh, it was kind of behind a little wall there. And and when it comes time in the, in the service for me to come out and do the message, I come out and come behind the the platform and 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 I look to my right. I look down on the front row. And on the front row was my Uncle Herbert. This is my dad's brother. This is Michelle's dad. This is his baby girl in front of me. Now, Uncle Herbert was the redneck. I'm from a redneck family. Country is cornbread. That's just what we are. Amen. And he was always the tough, rough, cowboy type. He was the John Wayne figure. He was the one that was just so tough and never showed emotions you know and when I looked down he was just a mess and I lost it I just started weeping and I couldn't I was trying to get my composure and and I sat there and thought about him with his baby girl and I thought about what what was going to happen if if I have to face that situation, or if you was to have to face that situation, would we understand 
that God owns our children. Now, here's where it's going to get a little tight. And I, I need you to stay with me. Remember, you're not turning me off until you hear it all. <coughs> God has a plan for all of our lives. Adult or children. And God will use you to bring him the most glory. Now, we don't always understand how and why he does that in the way that he does that. And we're not going to because our minds are not good enough and, and big enough and, and, and powerful enough and smart enough to figure out God. His thinking is infinite and ours is finite. Ours is very limited. And God never said to understand him. God said to trust him. And I begin to think about Michelle's life. I begin to think about the last couple years when she, when she found out she had cancer and the testimony that she had and the witness that she had and the faith that she showed. And it was just an incredible deal in a way that she touched so many people through the sickness she had. And God told me, now, now some of us ought to be ashamed. We really should. Some of us ought to be ashamed because God said she showed more glory and showed more grace and revealed more of me to people around her in the two years she was sick than most people do their entire lives. And God used her in a certain way through a certain sickness, through a certain situation in 42 years to bring great glory to him because he owned her. She belonged to him. I think about little Aaron. Now some of y'all are so new to temple, you, you don't know who little Aaron is. Little Aaron is the son of our, our piano player, <coughs> organ player, whatever that machine is over there. Eight years old. Fought leukemia his whole life. Just a cool little guy. His favorite hero was underdog. Underdog is the man. My very first costume I ever had growing up was underdog. Amen? So we had a kindred spirit. Amen? Little Aaron touched so many people and so many lives through the life that he lived. And, and, and in my mind, my human mind, I can't fathom it. I can't understand it because I wouldn't have done it that way. But I'm not supposed to understand God. God used a little eight-year-old boy who now is in heaven probably hanging out with Michelle. And now, in eight years, he was able to do more for God than most people do in 80. Now, I don't understand that, and I'm not going to try to understand that. I'm just trying to help you understand that our children came from God. And unless we realize that they came from God, we're going to hinder them from being what God wants them to be. What's the point? When I was a kid, <clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, my dad worked on a ranch. And uh, they were building orange groves on a ranch. And, and the foreman of the ranch was an Egyptian guy. <coughs> he was very educated. Uh, uh, hadn't been in the States long, but he was over the whole place. And, and uh, he would see me and my brother. Me and my brother would go out there during the summertime. And, and while dad's working, man, we're, we're going fishing and out just doing whatever. And. And he, he saw me and my brother and my sister come up with my mom one time and, and went out there for something. I don't even remember what it was. And, and he, said, he said, lawyer and doctor, pointing at 
me and my brother and sister. He said, you, you want them to be, and he started naming these things. And mom and dad said, no, no, we, we want them to be a missionary or a preacher or whatever God wants them to be. No, 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 lawyer, doctor. Because, see, in his mind, it's all about the money. In his mind, it's all about, you know, what he wants. But, see, the greatest thing you could ever do for your child is to say whatever God wants. And, see, this is where we're going to get close to home. Because, I, you know, I really, I really need my children to, to, you know, live down the road from me or something. Forever. Now, but what if God says, I need one of them to be a missionary in Zimbabwe? What if God says, I need one of them to go to Uganda and, 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 and start an orphanage for, for uh, kids who have no parents? What if God says, I need one of them to go to a foreign country? Or are, are y'all starting to get it now? God may not, may not ask your child to, to face cancer and go through that and bring him glory. God may ask them to do something you don't want them to do. Hello? Now, everybody in here, if you've got kids, you want what's best for them, right? You want, what, you want better for them than what you had. Am I telling the truth right there? If you're a parent, you do. That's why we got, a, we got a generation today that's pitiful. Because every generation has done better for their kid than they had. Because every generation wants easier for their kid than what they had. And, and, and instead of them out picking cotton, they're playing Nintendo. No, they don't do that no more, do they? What is it? Xbox? We? We. We. Anyhow, y'all get the point. Am I right? But it's, it's, it's a natural thing. We want better for our kids than what we had. We want it easier for our kids. We want our kids to have more than what we had. So we want the best for our kids. Guess what? Newsflash. God's will for their life is the very best for them. Let me read something. When we give them back to God, we are confirming our love for Him. We're clarifying that He is the owner. We're clarifying ownership of them. We're committing to training them God's way and telling them about Christ. But not just that. Last of all, we are claiming God's purposes and promises for our child. Watch what it says. The angel of the Lord stopped him. Whoa, whoa, Abraham. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. He's got the knife raised. He's fixing to obey what God has commanded him to do. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. <clears throat> and he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Watch this, watch this. We're almost done, right here. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven second time, and said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing. What thing? Gave him back. Because you gave him back to me. Because you released ownership to me. 
Because you submitted and you said, you don't own him, I do. And because you said, I love you more than I love him, you're more important, you are a priority. Because you have done this thing, watch this. He says, and not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. What happened? Isaac was able to experience the full blessings and covenant of God because his daddy gave him back. Because his daddy put God first. Because his daddy said, God, you are a priority and I'm giving him to you. He was able to get the best. Are y'all getting me? If you want the best for your child, help them find the will of God for their life. It might be in a grass hut and dirt floor in Uganda. But I promise you this, in the will of God, they will be happier there than on marble floors in a mansion somewhere. What are you saying? I'm saying this. They can never experience the best that God has to offer until you give them up. Until you say, Lord, it's not about being a ball player. I know a man right now that's living in bitterness. I'm talking about utter bitterness because his kid didn't make it in the big leagues. And he's just totally upset. Can't even get along with his kid. You know why? It wasn't God's will for him to be in the big leagues. It was his daddy's will. And his dad can't get over the fact that he don't own him. God does. And instead of saying, I want my kid to be happy. I want my kid to experience the joy of the Lord. I want my kid to have the blessings of God upon him. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I'm going to give him up. And God, I'm going to pray for him every day that he will be in the perfect will of God. This ain't easy, but it's necessary. How many of y'all will, will raise your hand right now and say, I want the very best God has for my children? We can't get it till we give them up. And say, God, they're yours. You just tell me what to do with them. Amen? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I need all the parents who are going to be dedicating your children today you've already signed up you, we need you to meet at the, the kids corner in the foyer so go ahead and find your way to that place go ahead and find your way and they'll, they'll make sure your child gets to you there <clears throat> I wonder how many other parents in this room right now say preacher I, I already got grandchildren well come let's pray for them so my children are grown. Well, come on, let's pray for them. I wonder how many people will come right now and pray for their kids, their grandkids. Pray for their families. Pray that we'll surrender our lives to them. Pray that they'll find Jesus. Listen, I would rather, I would rather my kid know Jesus and go to heaven than have all the money in the world. Come on, let's pray for them. Come on, take a minute. Let's find this altar and let's pray for our children. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray for our homes. Let's pray for those who don't know Jesus. Oh, God, help us.
Lord, we come before you today asking you to help us. Asking you to help us. Asking you to touch us. Lord, asking you to move in the service. God, we are committing our families. We're committing our children to you. We're dedicating them to the glory of God. We're dedicating them to the will of God, the plan of God, and the purpose of God for their lives. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm praying together as a partner with those at this altar. Whoever it is they're praying for, whatever family member it is they're praying for, son or daughter or cousin or uncle or grandchild, God, I'm praying for their families. I'm praying for their loved ones. I'm praying, Lord, that you'll touch them and let them trust you as their Savior. God, I pray today will be the day that they come to know you. Help us, Lord, know what to say. Help us know what to do. Help us know how to act around them so that one day they'll grow up and they'll trust you as their Savior. God, help us not to drop the ball in this. Help us not to fail in this matter because this is so important. Our children have one destination. It's either going to be heaven or hell. They're going to one of the two. Lord, there's no other options. God, we want them to go to heaven. And help us do everything we can to make sure they make it to glory. God, we'll praise you. We'll thank you. We'll glorify your name for you are worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. God, we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. You take all the time you need to pray. Stand to your feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. If you need to come, we've got people here with an with a Bible. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. If you, you need to be saved, come on. Come on. All of my trials, because I cannot bear these burdens alone. My distress, he, he kindly will help me. Jesus will touch he you. Jesus will help you. He will bless you more than you could ever know. He cares for his own. So I must tell
things alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. And Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. Let's give the Lord praise and glory in his house. Come on. Come on, he's worthy. Let's let him know it. He's worthy of our praise. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to pray, and after we pray, I'm going to have you be seated, and uh, and uh, we're going to uh, have our, our dedication service, and uh, it'll just take just a moment. And then after that, we'll, we'll take up our tithes and offerings and we'll be dismissed, all right? Father, thank you, Lord, for these children that you've given us. And as we commit them to you and dedicate them to you, I pray that by your glory, they'll know who you are. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You may be seated for just a moment. All right, this is a special time for us because it's just awesome to see parents taking another step to participate in their child's spiritual walk. Um, today alone, we're going to have about 40 children that's going to be dedicated to the Lord. That is awesome. Let's give the Lord praise for that. Amen. What I'm going to do is we'll call each child's name and then their parents' name, and they're going to come out here. We've got a, a gift and a certificate for them. So... Um, when they come out, you're more than welcome to clap for them because we're excited for them for this, this step that they're taking. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. We've got um, James Hedrick, Jr. Um, got mother and father is James and Jacqueline Hedrick. All right. got Serenity Gaines, and right. she's going to be here with her mother, Brittany Gaines, All right. and Smiley. Nana Angela Berry. All right. There you go. All right. Next, we've got James Edgar Talmadge Bryan. Mother and dad is Wes and Shanna Bryan. All right. I think they also call him Jet. All right, we've got uh, Dawson and Preston Phillips. Mother and father is Dustin and Nancy Phillips. See you, little man. There we go. Close that door. All right, next we've got Zoe. Kira Osteen, and All we've right. got mother and father is Brian Angelina Osteen. All right, there we go. Your hands full, ain't you? You want to hold that baby? All right, we've got Maybe Madison Yeager. Uh, father is Michael Yeager, and mother is Tori Thompson. 
go. All right. All right. All right. We've got Mackenzie Williams and Olivia Williams. We've got mother and dad is Heath and Amanda Williams. All right. All right. There you go. All right. Next, we've got Isaiah Mariano. We've got Elena Mariano. We've got Peyton Hancock. And mother and father is Zachary and Jackie Mariano. All right. Then we've got Micah Nuss. We've got mother and father is Justin and Leah Nuss. Excuse me, Leah Smith. He's ready, ain't he? All right. There you go. All right. All right. Next, we've got Reese and Whit Glover. All right. Mother and father is Christopher and Whitney Glover. There we go. All right. All right. Church, say amen. Let's give them a hand. All right. All right. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to all stand, and we're going to pray together. And this is, this is the deal. Parents, this is not about a certificate. It's not about a gift. It's about a commitment that you're making today. Bring those children to a place where they know who Jesus is. If they grow up and become the richest people in the world and don't know Christ, they're poor. They need to know who Jesus is. And if you will lead them in that way, that will be the greatest thing you could ever do for your children. Amen? Let us pray. Father, today, as we dedicate every one of these children, these babies, Lord, these precious gifts that you have given us, God, we are saying today that we're giving them back to you. We're entrusting you with their future. We're praying that your will be done in their life. We're asking you to, to give us the ability and the strength and the wisdom we need to lead them in the way you'd have them to go. And God will praise you and thank you for all that you've done and what you're going to do in the future. In Jesus' name we all pray. In Jesus' name. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Follow Miss Tina. Follow Miss Tina. All right. Make your way out that way. Ushers, you come on up. We'll go ahead and take up our tithes and our offerings and ask the Lord to bless as we do. Boy, they got their hands full, don't they? Amen. Amen. I bet they don't have no more theories either. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to bless this offering. Now, look, this is as much as worship as anything that we do. As we give back to God, let's give it uh, scripturally, spiritually, sacrificially. Let God do what he sees fit. I want God to bless me. And I know that if we give back to God, listen, you'll never outgive him. Amen? So let's pray and ask God to have his way. Lord, thank you for your will. Thank you for these children. Thank you for an opportunity to commit to you. I pray that you'll use every dime that's used here today and brought here today. Use it for your glory. Help us to see souls saved and uh, pre people helped and encouraged. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Help us now.
we stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength we bow down and worship you now how great how awesome is he and holy is the Lord God Almighty the earth is filled with his glory holy is the Lord God Almighty the earth is filled with his glory we stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength we bow down and worship you now how great how awesome is he and together we sing let everyone sing holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory and holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory and holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory and holy is the lord god almighty the earth is filled with his glory and the earth is filled with his glory Come on and praise Him today. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Now, this is what I need everybody to do. That's what I need everybody to do. We have got barbecue potato plates back there. It's got barbecue beans, potato chips. Uh, they got coleslaw. But they do have a potato. All right. You know what? It's all I can do. Amen. It's all I can do. Hey. They have got some sweet tea. I don't drink sweet tea, but they have brought me sweet tea that will put you in a diabetic coma. Preacher, that's called Tammy tea. That's Tammy tea. I know it. You will you, listen. You will leave with four cavities if you drink this tea right here. Hey, we I, I, all joking aside, our our missions team, our missions team is selling barbecue potatoes. I mean, it's a big old potato and tons of barbecue in it, and uh, it is a great deal. Seven dollars. You can't beat that. $7. We're raising money for a Ugandan mission project, and uh, and that's what it's about. You say, Preacher, I don't even like potatoes. Well, just buy some and give it to somebody else. Amen? Uh, you'll kill two birds with one stone. You'll serve Jesus and feed somebody that's hungry. Amen? And take some home with you. And if you don't want to do that, hey, we'll, we'll take a love offering. If you say, Preacher, I would like to support this cause, we've got three up to 300 pastors that's going to be coming together uh, in Uganda from, from uh, hundreds of miles away. To, to be ministered to, to be encouraged, to learn the word, to be trained and developed by your mission team, by a, a team going from Temple Baptist Church. So help us out with that. Stay with it. We've got it where you can dine in if you want to eat here. They've got tables and everything set up where you can eat here. Or you, they've got it in, in to-go containers where you can take it home. And I promise you, you'll be greatly. Listen, you can't eat a Happy Meal for $7. Say amen. I mean, this has got all. And I promise you, you will be full when you got there. Amen. They've cooked it all night. They cooked the, the Boston butts last night. So everything's fresh. Everything's good. I'm talking about it is finger licking good. Say amen. 
because I have tried it out this morning. Amen. So stop by. All you got to do is come out the outside and go to the side to where the uh, the the, uh, the gym doors, they should be open, people standing there, and they'll help you find what you need there. All right? So help us out with that. It'll be a great blessing. Amen? All right. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, I thank you for these these parents, God, that have took this step, Lord, to dedicate their child to you. And God, I pray you bless them for that. God, I pray that you would be with us, Lord, the remainder of this day. God, that everything that we do, God, would be done for your honor and glory. God, I pray, Lord, for the meal that's, that has been prepared, God, for, um, for our mission trip. God, I pray, Lord, that, that as we eat this, God, that, Lord, would you just bless the foods and nourishments of our bodies. And, Lord, just bless the hands that prepared it. And, Lord, I pray you'd bless. Lord, start right now. Lord, blessing where this, this funding and this money is going. And for the further, the, the further of your kingdom, Lord, that it would be lifted up. God, I love you, and I thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.